0: to unscripted the film show
1: God, I'm walking here I'm walking here here's Johnny we are going to need a bigger boat I'll have what she's having want to hear the most annoying sound in the world Well, it's a uh, Thursday. It is six o'clock, and that means it's time for unscripted the film show. And I'm joined by no one. <laughs> yes, it's uh, it's it's one of those weeks. I was wondering uh, whether uh, Cecilia and Rachel um, had uh, just like. Forgotten that tonight was Thursday because we did have a very unusual week with having uh, a public holiday on on Tuesday, so maybe it reset the clocks and they uh, and they just uh, you know thought that today was Tuesday and not uh, not Thursday. No, 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 that's it's not actually true. Uh, unfortunately, Cecilia is stuck in traffic, um, which I think we can we can all relate to. We've all all been there. Uh, and uh, Rachel um, uh, was having some, some some dental work done, uh, and so uh, I don't think she'd be in any mood to uh be speaking on the uh the radio uh after having like you know i don't know what she had done i i i'd, I'd assume it's just like a a clean and polish but uh yeah it's um it's it's never never fun afterwards but uh, you gotta love your dentist because it's a very very high stress occupation they've got and uh, and not a lot of people like them but uh they they do keep your teeth nice and healthy so uh if you haven't been in a while go, go check out your dentist you know just just a shout out to all the all the dentists out there now I wish uh, today was a show where I had heaps to talk about, and I'd seen lots of movies, and, I'll, and I could go, "Yeah, this movie's great. Go and see this." And um, I, I haven't seen any movies. I, I've uh, at the moment I'm kind of like in the uh, the thick of fringe, uh, and I've seen a few a uh, few fringe shows, which is which is quite good. I saw a show on um, uh, Saturday, which was called uh, "Drunken." I think it was "Drunken Bard," uh, and it was a a show uh, which was it Shakespeare, uh, but it was kind of like funny Shakespeare, and they were doing the the, the Scottish play Macbeth. Uh, but the the conceit of the show is that uh, one of the cast members is is drunk. Well, I say is drunk. Uh, they, they they at the start of the show they take uh, five shots of a alcoholic beverage of their choice, uh, and of the one we saw, uh, it was uh it was um uh, vodka that uh, so they took a it was sorry it was called booze and the bard was the uh, the name of the show and it was Macbeth' the Scottish play uh and uh yeah so they one of the actors uh in the cast, I think it was a cast of four and they play multiple parts obviously because of big big play lots of uh, characters and whatnot um one of the actors at the start of the show has uh, five shots of uh, a spirit. So they, they had vodka. Uh, and, and also during the show, the rest of the cast is also drinking. And there are points in the show where it's kind of like a drinking game where if something happens, uh, they've all got to take a drink. And the audience can join in as well. Uh, although they're not, forced to it's it's like completely voluntary whether you want to 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 have a drink as well so uh, that was that was really good so um i think they they might have had a another um date to go and see it which is in fact the other date to go and see it is tonight so uh there are still tickets available at at, sat Leroy at the belgian beer cafe and it was really good it was just it was funny uh you know it was entertaining, uh, and you, you learned a bit about Shakespeare. So, if you've never seen a Shakespearean play before, and you go, "Well, that's a bit too dry," and uh, you know, I don't think I'll enjoy it, go and see Booze and the Bard. It was, it was really good. So. Um it's at 9:45 uh, to 10:45 tonight. Uh, Tickets are available. So if you're just if you've got nothing to do and you go, man, I want to see some Shakespeare and I want to see some drunk people, uh, then that like you know will fit the bill. So you should go and go and check that out. Uh, I think they're all, they're also doing a another um, of the Shakespeare's plays as well, which is very impressive that they can remember more than one play and they can do, do that uh, during a Fringe. Um, but I think they're doing Midsummer Night's Dream as well. Uh, and I'm just trying to find the details on, on that one. It's a, a Midsummer Night's Drink is what they've, they've called this one. Uh, so, and again, it is, uh, it's Shakespeare and one of the performers is drunk. Uh, so I would go and check that out. And I think uh, there is only uh, one show on Sunday uh, that's, uh, at five fifteen, again at the Belgian Beer Cafe, and that is got tickets available. Uh, but Friday and Saturday night are already sold out, so you can't go and see those ones. But you can see it on Sunday if you want to go and check out Booze and the Bard. Um, also, uh, Luke Boland is uh, a comedian, uh, and he is uh, he's always he always does fringe shows which are uh, just different and unique. Um, like he did uh, one show where he lost weight, so he, he went on a fitness regime and the whole show was about losing weight and, uh, and what he went through to do that. Um, and then he did a, a show last year which was about uh, different uh, people you meet at the Fringe, uh, different actors that you'll see at the Fringe uh, and that was very entertaining as well. But uh, this year uh, Luke is um, doing a show called Luke Bolin Beside Himself um, and he says, uh, and the show is about uh, Luke but Luke from different dimensions. So it's Luke interacting with Luke in different dimensions. Um, sounds very weird but it'll Guarantee it's gonna be very, very funny. Uh Lukey, uh Luke Bollins is an award-winning comedian, so I would totally recommend going and checking him out. Um he is uh he has got shows uh tonight. Uh I think yeah, he has got shows tonight, but I don't know if there's tickets available uh for that one uh left because uh Saturday is sold out. And Sunday is got tickets available. Monday has got tickets available. So, yeah, if you want to go check out Luke uh, Boland, I would check that out. And also, he does a show. And it's probably um, uh, does a show uh, on valentine's day uh called not the bachelor live because it's you know the bachelor live is a tv show and this is not the bachelor live but it is very reminiscent of the bachelor live except it's funny so uh you can go and check that out uh, that is uh at the uh, Lori west spiegel tent um i'm just going to check to make sure there is actually tickets still available because um it uh, it does does sell out um and it looks like uh it uh, uh, looks like he's doing it on other days as well uh, uh, there we go. Sunday the 14th of February and there are tickets available so you can go and check that out and it looks like he's also yep that's the only day he's doing it is on Valentine's Day so lots of fringe stuff and I would recommend like if you haven't gone and done any fringe things yet maybe you should download the Fringe app and then on the uh, app you can go and search through the different shows. They've got like cabaret, they've got comedy, they've got a whole bunch of stuff and just go and find something you want to watch because there is a heap of stuff going on out there. Um, A lot of the performers uh, like had a really terrible year last year with the not being able to perform Uh, and so now we can, you know, in Perth we are so lucky to be able to go out and actually see live performances people on stage being able to entertain us and that is uh, an honor and that is a privilege and that's something that we've just got to not take for granted and go out there and and see uh, a bit of live theater so uh, fringe is on now uh, and go and check it out I might have a look through the uh, the fringe app as the show progresses and see if I can find some more shows that uh, might be worthwhile for you to go and check out I've lost uh, I've lost the volume there I' just uh, <laughs>
0: And I just moved to the mic, so it was a bit squeaky. Uh
1: that's, like, that's okay. Well, I'm very happy to have you here. I was like, uh, you know, I did the first 10 minutes and I was just like going, oh my God, because I honestly thought you weren't going to make it here at all. And to just uh, introduce yourself, this is Cecilia, by the way. Hello.
0: Hello. I'm glad to be here. I'm so glad to make it. Um, the traffic was a little bit hectic, but sometimes you just got to get through a, a small patch and it's all good
1: yes so, yes um
0: but as i jumped out of my car a huge gust of wind come through and I, it's kind of moved my hair so excuse <laughs> my hairdo <laughs> not that listeners can see it but um you'll have to uh, put up with it it's all right
1: it's, it's 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 a uh, you know it's, Casual Thursday a, it's, here. it's audio it's not visual so <laughs> it's, it's all it's all good so uh, how was your, how was your week like did you uh, like Tuesday Was it weird? Because I, I, I found it kind of, I took Monday off as well. Mm-hmm. So my first day of work was yesterday. ah and, and so today feels kind of like a Tuesday.
0: It's a bizarre week. Yeah. I think you had the right idea taking the Monday off. I actually thought today was Wednesday, uh, weirdly. Yeah. So I don't know if that's because we had the day off. But um yeah, how bizarre that it's almost the end of the week.
1: Yeah, I must admit, three-day weeks. Uh, I, I, I'm kind of bang up for that. Oh, it'd
0: be great if it was a thing the, all the time, wouldn't it? That would be amazing. But you know, it is hard when you're on your own here in the studio to try and talk um, for an hour by yourself. So it's always good to have that second person.
1: De- definitely, <laughs> definitely. It was it was pretty much going to be a music show had you not turned up. So uh, I did just played the, the Bond theme on Her Majesty's Secret Service, and I was looking at the um, the, the tracks on the computer because like I don't have any CDs or anything with me. Like, who
0: brings uh, CDs nowadays?
1: I, I remember back in the day because I've been doing this show for a very long time. Um, <laughs> I've been doing this show for over 20 years now Amazing. and uh, just like in the, the old days I'd have to bring in a like a box of CDs and, and then you, you'd Invariably, I'll be playing the same thing over and over again. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's much easier when we do it We we just got rid of the music and we're just doing a, a a talking show instead. So then we only need stuff to talk about. That's um, true.
0: I have two films, which is lucky. Oh, fantastic! Uh, to, to review and a third, which I watched on Netflix, which I don't know if is worth reviewing. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know what you've seen this week
1: either. Well, I haven't really seen a lot of a lot of films this week. Because so I mentioned before that I've seen a few uh, fringe shows. Yes. Um, not a lot, actually, I had two fringe shows cancelled. One of them I'm gonna, and then one I got them rebooked, but then the same one got cancelled again because I think the performers were coming from the eastern states, um, and I don't know whether they were like you know not realizing they'd have to come here and and isolate for for 2 weeks in oh, quarantine of course, or of um so, yeah, so I didn't get to see that one uh, but uh, I was mentioning before about the, the drunk Shakespeare one that I saw that was quite good mm-hmm. uh, and I'm looking forward to seeing uh, Luke Boland's Beside Me This Weekend and I've got another one tomorrow night that I'm going to go and see at 10 o'clock. So,
0: Ooh, that's a bit of a late one, isn't
1: it? It is, although the, the Thomas Ford one I'm seeing, uh, I think it's called Have a Bath With Me. Uh, oh. I'm seeing that one on um, Saturday and that's at 11 o'clock. Ooh. So, which is a bit frustrating because I've got two, two shows on Saturday. Uh, one of them is at, um, uh, one of them is Luke Boland show, uh, which I'm seeing. Where's my, where's my ticket? See all the tickets in my planet. I think the app is great because you, you, you have your tickets and it just, just shows up there. That's awesome. So tomorrow I'm seeing Amos Gill, The Sheeples Champion, and that's at 10 o'clock uh, at The Brass Monkey. And then on Saturday I'm seeing Luke Boland beside himself at 6.45 to 7.45 and then I'm seeing Thomas Ford at 11 to 12 a.m. So I'm, I'm just I'm hoping that maybe I can find something to go in between those two <laughs> just to, sp- to space out because that's like yeah, 8, 9, 10, 11. It's three hours I've got to wait between shows. Yeah. So I can pick if I get uh, one or two shows in between there, yeah. that would be good. But the, the, yeah. the Pleasure Garden is a nice place to hang out and have a beer and stuff and I think – the, the weather's warming up a bit, so, yeah, yeah. and
0: surely they've got to have a few bits and pieces that you can, you know, check out in between. But, you know, it's fantastic they're even able to go ahead with Fringe, you know, considering. So, you know, it, yeah, it's great. And I've heard so many good things so far. Apparently there's a bit of a, uh, a show which is in sea containers and it's like you sit around and it's a, a headphone thing, so you're only in there for about 15 minutes. But it's like a seance it's set up like a seance. I don't know what it's called, but a friend of mine was telling me about it and apparently it was quite quite interesting. So. I think
1: is it uh, might be called Seance. Yes.
0: Just <laughs> simply it's called Seance, yeah. but that is that is the correct title of the show. But that looked quite interesting. So for 15 minutes in a sea container, complete darkness, uh, seems like my kind of thing.
1: Yeah, because so. they've, got, they've got two uh, – they've got a few um – uh, different ones because there's another one that's on a plane and you're oh. you're in a plane, uh, and then there's another one as well. I can't remember what the third one is, but yeah, I, I kind of want to do them.
0: That they sound yeah. kind of fun. They're very interactive because I think you've got to imagine as well. And if you're stuck on a sea container, maybe they they move it around a little bit for the plane one. I'm not sure. I don't know how dangerous yeah. that is. Maybe not.
1: Probably probably not. <laughs> probably not. But but the uh, the sales one. I'm not sure how how um I'd be. Going with that one because I've seen enough horror movies yep. to know that having a séance is just you know you're gonna open up uh, the door to other realms and things are not going to be good. It's
0: like Ouija boards. Stay away from them. Exactly. they just
1: it, bad. Séance because Ouija boards. Oh, that's right. Because Ouija boards are the board where you, you like move the thing. Yeah. Yeah. And a séance is just a. a a, f- a fake person just sitting there <laughs> pretending that they can talk to your dead relatives.
0: Pretty much. It's basically yeah. I think they just kind of sit around and chant and hope that they get some kind of spirit come through <laughs> from from the other side. But, yeah, generally you see those fake ones where the, the person's got the, uh, you know, things under the table mm-hmm. that they're tapping to make noises and things. So uh, who knows? But I guess, um, yeah, if you can use your imagination, you might find it quite quite interesting the friend that seen it said she was quite um it was quite scary so if you can kind of um imagine uh but you know 15 minutes it's pretty good so yeah fringe just gets better and better every year
1: it, it does it does and it's just uh, as i said i mean there's less shows and stuff obviously because we can't have international performers <laughs> and people from over east come over but there's still enough shows to be able to go out and see some you know Diverse, quality kind of stuff. So, Absolutely. and and it's just you know you can see stuff that's like you know circus stuff or comedy or um, performances, theatre, musicals. Um, so it's just so much you can go and go and check out. We're very lucky here in Perth. Very oh, lucky. we
0: really, really are. So no, no it's great. Mm. And yeah, like you say, the weather is warming up, so that's a good sign. Mm. And uh, it's not too hot though, which is great because uh, no one likes it when it's uh, too too hot.
1: Just I've I've loved the last couple of days. Oh, it's
0: just, been great, hasn't
1: it? Yeah, it's uh, the rest of Australia. It was like just 40 plus and we're just like going, hey, this is great. <laughs> I always did to put a jumper on. <laughs> yeah, I
0: know. It's been a bit chilly in the morning. So, um, yeah, no, but it's, be, it's been good. So um, good start to the year with Fringe. Yeah, uh, they, they had Fringe last year, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was just before kind it of.
1: Fringe, yeah, because Fringe is uh, mid-January to mid-February. That's right. So it
0: was before everything kind yeah. of went into lockdown, which yeah. is which is good. So it just snuck in there, which is great.
1: It did. But like, I guess a lot of people might have got stuck here as well. Yeah, oh, true, yeah. true. <laughs> because the Melbourne comedy Festival didn't happen because that yeah. happens in March April and so everything had locked down and that was you know one of those things that got, got cancelled and uh, yeah it's' uh it's it's good that like yeah, fringes here, which means that hopefully we'll see the Melbourne Comedy Festival as well potentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, but all all really depends on how they go in the eastern states as as, as far as like keeping uh, infection rates down to yes. to nothing, and that uh, that will be good.
0: Fingers <laughs> crossed. We're doing well though. Yes. So um, that, that's a good sign, positive sign. So. Yeah. You know, and the political landscape has changed in the US, which is good. So mm-hmm. it's, you know, what it's it's a good good start to the year, I say. Yeah,
1: yeah, they've got <laughs> they've got an adult in charge there now, who's uh, who's making the decisions that hopefully are going to benefit the Americans to get themselves back on track, please,
0: which please. will be good. <laughs> oh. No, that would be good.
1: So you, you saw some films this week then?
0: I did. I've seen two huh? Australian films. Now, remind me, have I reviewed Penguin Bloom yet or was I potentially – I was away last week, wasn't I? Yeah. All these weeks are blending in. Yeah. So I've got uh, Penguin Bloom uh, and a film called High Ground, uh, both Aussie films. So we can um, talk about those if you want.
1: Excellent. That sounds Excellent. Good.
0: Let's start with – oh, I might start with the – more serious film first and then talk about the less serious one but uh, High Ground is a film it's a revenge style historical drama starring Simon Baker and it's set in northern Australia in 1990 so it begins with some white police officers who happen across uh, an aboriginal family who are just minding their own business Uh, there's quite a large community just kind of by the you know just just completely minding their own business but uh, one of the officers is quick to draw his gun uh, and things transpire from there and unfortunately a lot of blood is shed. So you've got Travis who is played by Simon Baker. He takes one of the young Indigenous survivors, a a young boy called Gutjuk and drops him off at an outpost to be raised by white missionaries. However, it doesn't quite end there. 12 years later, uh Gat- yucks uncle leads a vengeful fight against the settlers who uh, m- covered up this massacre uh, prior. So that's the premise to the film. But uh, the opening scene is really confronting. I think it's a really strong reminder of Australia's history. It, it's quite bloody and visually the film aside from that, is quite impressive because you've got some lovely shots mm-hmm. of the Australian landscape as well. But what I really liked about the film is it's got a really strong Indigenous cast. There's some real native language in there and I, I feel quite naive. I can't quite remember the exact language that they were using. But... Um, you know, it was well-researched in that respect. I don't think the film is quite on par with uh, Warwick Thornton's Sweet Country or Jennifer Kent's Nightingale. Those were both films or Australian films with quite similar premises. I don't know if you've seen either of those. No, I don't think so, no. But I think it's because this film, High Ground, is from the point of view of uh, Simon Baker's character, so a, a white police officer. So... And it kind of feels a little bit what, like a Western, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah So, whereas kind of the Nightingale and Sweet Country were from the, you know, viewpoint of uh, a female convict and an Indigenous man who, you know, kills a white man in self-defence. Mm-hmm. So, different kind of viewpoints. But, you know, it's a... A Strong film that reminds you of you know Australia's history, mm, and I think that's mm. the important part to what,
1: it. What sort of uh, year has this taking place, in or, or what sort of time period is taken yeah, place? Yeah, so, so
0: 1919. 1919, okay, you know, overly early, mm. but it's still in that time where you know the Aboriginal community was definitely treated um. You know, you know, this was still happening and they were still being massacred at this point and there was white missionaries. I wasn't quite familiar with that part of Australia's mm. history but uh, you get to see a little bit of a glimpse of that in this film. So, yeah, it's an interesting film. Uh, it has come out at an interesting time too, just after Australia mm, Day and mm. I know that date is constantly... In the past few years, people have been debating whether or not we celebrate Australia Day on that date, so it's an interesting one to kind of make you think uh, about that. So, yeah, but, uh, yeah, strong film, uh, strong cast. You've got Ryan Corr in there as well uh, and a few other people, so uh let me see I'm just going to try and find the rest of the cast for that film that is officially out today though so you can catch that one in cinemas it's set in the kind of northern part of Australia as well so some great great shots there but you've also got in this film uh who do we have should have got my notes prepared earlier Jack Definitely. Thompson. Jack Thompson. Yes, yeah. uh, he's a he's a name. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Simon Baker, obviously. Uh, Kellen Mulvey. Uh, Karen. Uh, Pistona, Pistona, Pistorius, Pistorius. that's yeah. the one. And then you've got a huge Indigenous cast in this film as well. You've got the young boy who plays um, Gut Yuck. He's a uh, called Jacob. He's fairly new to films, did a fantastic job in this. Uh, so, yeah, I think this might be his first film. So I'm expecting to see good things from this one. Uh, yeah, so fantastic cast there but well-researched mm-hmm. film. I think they spent quite a lot of time making the film or preparing to to make the film, but uh, I think you have to with these ones because mm. you do have to research, uh, get the language yeah. right. and But, yeah, it's beautiful watching these Aboriginal families converse in their natural kind of, um, in their language. Mm. I mm. think it's such beautiful. There's so many different dialogues and, you know, dialects. dialects sorry, <laughs> dialects. Uh, but, you know, it's interesting. I mean, I would be fascinated to know how many different dialects there mm-hmm. are. I haven't quite found that out, but there's there's got to be plenty. So great film. Uh, unfortunately, yeah, not quite on par with some of those other films with similar themes mm-hmm. just because I think it's from the point of view of, um, yeah, a white man. I'm not sure how you could... Maybe swing it a little bit. Maybe swap the point of view.
1: Right? Is, is you think having it from the white man's point of view, it, it doesn't uh, read as true? Like, uh, is,
0: yeah, it just makes you. Do you think
1: it was like a the filmmakers just say it was easier to do it from that that point of view rather than from because if it was from uh, the Aboriginal point of view, then mm. the majority of the film would probably be in uh, not in like English.
0: Oh, that could have been why they did mm. it. Maybe, yeah possibly it it just felt like in parts yeah because I mean obviously there was this massacre and you know both sides contributed to this massacre Mm. and it just felt like yes I mean I think you're right maybe it was a language thing that's why they've done it from the point of view but uh, you know either way I still really enjoyed this film Uh, I am going to score it a three Three water because there's some lovely water holes uh, in the Northern Territory. Nice. Sorry. I'm sure there are throughout Australia <laughs> as well. But uh, the Northern Territory is so beautiful. I've only ever been as far as – I've not been to the Northern Territory. Mm-hmm. Up north, I've been to Broome. That's about it. Right, but, okay. Uh, I'd love to go further up into the Northern Territory. Have you visited?
1: Um, I think so. Uh, <laughs> is, it, is Darwin in the Northern Territory?
0: Yeah, I think uh, – oh, yeah, it must be. Oh, yeah. I feel so silly now. Yeah, I'm pretty, um, pretty
1: sure it's like that bit that bit in the, in the middle. So. I
0: think that's what... When you say, yeah, Northern Territory, I think they pretend... Yes, Darwin is the capital of Australia's Northern Territory. <laughs> there you go. So you are correct. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. So, yeah, the next film, uh, Penguin Bloom, is also an Australian film. A uh, bit of a different story, though. So it tells the true story of Sam Bloom uh, in this film played by the wonderful Naomi Watts. Uh, uh, and she's unfortunately left paralysed following a fall from a balcony on a holiday to Thailand with her family. Uh, so as she ad- adapts to her new life in a wheelchair she faces these ups and downs it's not easy she kind of forms this state of goes into this state of depression but meanwhile her son Noah brings home an injured magpie uh, that they call penguin which is where you get the name from Oh, right. Uh, I was a bit confused about that prior (laughs) to seeing this film but uh, then I learned why so unfortunately the little uh, magpie can't fly so Sam begins to form a bond with the bird and is uplifted by its determination. So you've got that kind of, you know, unfortunately Sam's in a wheelchair, Mm -hmm. you've got the bird that can't fly Uh, and that's where the story kind of revolves around so you know and they actually use magpies in the film like real magpies that they've trained so oh, i think right. they trained about 20 of them uh to use which is quite interesting they're quite smart birds but uh most people dislike them because they tend to uh, to attack
1: oh so they're just, they just they, they, they got
0: that reputation
1: i haven't so. seen a magpie swoop in a very long time
0: I almost got swooped once. Did you? Yeah, Yeah. I did. And then they say once you've been swooped once, Mm. you've been marked. Oh, really? Well, that's what they say, (laughs) but I'm not
1: being... (laughs) (laughs) I've never heard that. You've been marked by the magpies. Yeah,
0: so apparently that's the thing. If you've been marked, um, they tend to go for you, but I don't know how they would mark you. Yes. So I think that's just a, a myth.
1: Yeah, it's something <laughs> just trying to freak you out. Are you, do you do you, uh, dislike birds now? I got a friend, uh, Duncan, who got uh, swooped by a magpie oh, when he was no. younger. Now he's got that uh, um, fear of birds.
0: Oh no, I love birds. Yeah. I, I love them. I mean, you know, you get swooped. I mean, I get. I got over it. It's not that bad. Yeah. It didn't quite get me. It it came down, and I could feel its wings kind of tapped me but that was about it so but for the most part i'm okay i'm not like most people um yeah so uh, i really enjoyed watching this story unfold you've got uh, jackie weaver uh andrew lincoln is in this film as well um he's from i think the walking dead he's
1: from the walking dead yes. uh, he's also from love actually because ah. he because he's british
0: I'm trying to remember him in love. Actually, in,
1: in love. Actually, he's the guy that uh, is in love with uh, Kira Knightley, oh. and he's got the the card things yeah. and like you know he confesses his love in the cards. Um, and uh, yeah, it's uh, he's yeah, it's it's amazing because he's British as in that. Yeah, and then The Walking Dead. You'd believe he was just a guy that was born and raised in America, and then from this uh, movie, from what I've seen. You'd go. This guy's an Australian. He,
0: yeah, I thought he was Australian, mm. and then when I was researching, I was like, "Walking Dead," okay. And then I looked, and I was like, "British." I was like, "Geez, this guy is really good, yeah. <laughs> really good." So I think he, uh, I think he's a little bit uh, underappreciated in the acting world. Hopefully, see. Although I think a lot of people who watch The Walking Dead really enjoy him. Yeah. Um, but I've not really got into that series, unfortunately. So. I don't think he's in it
1: anymore. But do so you get into The Walking Dead? But you're a big fan of horror, so.
0: Yeah, I know it doesn't make sense, does yeah. it? I've just never really sat down to watch it. I think I've talked about my my issues with commitment to TV shows these days, and I yeah. think it's just one of those ones. I feel like it's so far, you know, gone now. I think they're up to season, oh God knows, maybe ten.
1: Is it still ongoing, even though that he's not because he's the main character? But I think he's left the series.
0: I think there's a couple of spin-offs perhaps. I might there's have Fear to, of the Walking Dead, yeah. Yeah, I might have to have a look at that. But yeah, overall I really enjoyed watching this story unfold. It was actually better than I thought it was going to be uh, from the the trailer Mm. and i shed a few tears so you know some might argue the film is a little bit cheesy but i i enjoyed it and i thought the performances were fantastic so uh, i know art seen this film and i think she thought it was a bit cheesy Mm. but uh, i I enjoyed it so i'm going to score it a three uh three three nests bird nests
1: three nests so the two films kind of like a Bit average by the sound of it, yeah. It? A
0: bit average, I think. Uh, high ground, I think it just wasn't quite up there with, with some of the similar films, uh, like I mentioned. And yeah, I mean, Penguin Bloom, I think just because it was a little bit cheesy, maybe, but you know, it's based on a true story, so y- y- you know, it might work really well, uh, as a book. I think it was written as a mm, book as mm. well, but uh, you know, Sam Bloom actually went on to become a, a kayak uh, champion. So she found she used to love water, yeah. and when she couldn't surf anymore, she found other avenues, which I thought was really good and really inspiring as well.
1: Oh, so, nice! Yeah,
0: no, lovely story, but yeah, overall yeah, pretty average. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I was I was trying to, oh, oh, while we we're off air there, I was uh, I was trying to find the uh, the, the trailer for um, the uh, the Kong versus Godzilla film, uh, and uh, it's. Uh, because I want to play the trailer. Because you know, we've got, we haven't got much else to talk about. So that
0: like, is true. We don't. So It'll just be lots of um. Rah, rah. <laughs> Maybe we can do it.
1: Yeah. No. No. There, there was there was some words in there. I just, <laughs> although uh, I think I need. I think I need. Oh, there's there's a keyboard.
0: Ah, oh, brilliant. Brilliant. There, there
1: must be a keyboard here somewhere. I
0: was saying before how I, th- you know, they're kind of pumping out these films. But when I think back, it was it's been about two years since the last uh, Godzilla film, or even
1: more from from memory Uh, it's been uh, there was a godzilla film recently uh, and that was what leads what leads to this Ah, one it's like i I was like oh yeah it'll take me a moment to set up this trailer no it won't (laughs) very very quick um but yeah, it's uh, the, the trailer is out now. I've, I've stuck the trailer up on the uh, Unscripted the Film Show Facebook page. So if you want to see what the the visuals look like, I'd, I'd recommend going there and checking that out. But uh, I'm going to play this trailer, and uh, Cecilia can come and have a look at the uh, the trailers. Well, then we'll we'll discuss. Uh, have you seen like many Godzilla and Kong things before? I
0: think I see. I only seen Godzilla back in the late '90s, and that was it. Um, I
1: haven't seen one since then. Wow. So that was a Matthew Broderick one.
0: Yes, I think it yeah. was that
1: one. It was, it was. So, um, yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, we're going to play you the, uh, the trailer now for Godzilla vs Kong. If you if you want to follow along at home, as I said, you can find the trailer on, on YouTube or just find the link on uh, the Unscripted Film Show Facebook page. But, uh, yeah, here we go. This is our only chance. ça
0: Standing. I keep reaching
1: for greatness because I'm
0: built
1: from it. Who bows to who? Nobody gonna stop a me. On, Kong bows to no one. There we go. In theaters 2021.
0: That's exciting. I'm trying to work out. I feel like. Kong is obviously the protagonist in the film and then Godzilla's the antagonist yep okay cool I was trying to figure out who are we going for who are we going for in this film yeah so
1: Kong's Kong's a good guy and Godzilla's a bad guy
0: ah who thought of Putting those two together in a film,
1: honestly. Well, uh, I mean, it's cool. Yeah, it's actually it's actually interesting you should say it, because one of the things that uh, a lot of people have picked up on in this film is the size of King Kong.
0: Yes,
1: Because Godzilla is pretty much the size of a building, and so Kong's got to be the size of a building as well. Mm. And the last time we saw Kong was he was about a um, hundred feet tall, and that was in the, the King Kong movie. Uh, But now he's about 300 feet tall because they're saying the other one was set in the past, so he's just grown. He was an adolescent back then. Now 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 he's he's grown, grown. so he's even bigger. But interestingly, (laughs) I found a a size chart of King Kong over the years. Oh. And his first appearance was in King Kong in 1933. Yep. And he was a massive 24 feet tall. So if you, to put that into perspective, if you got like uh, four, six feet tall guys and yeah. got them to stand on each other's shoulders,
0: that's, that's
1: how tall Kong would have been back then. Uh, then the next uh, time we saw Kong uh, was in King Kong versus Godzilla and that was in 1962. Mm. And at that point he was 147 feet tall. But still not, not quite as tall as Godzilla because Godzilla's still a, a head taller than him in, the, oh, in that photograph. Oh, check out
0: that, uh, that, that CGI there. CGI? No, it wouldn't be CGI back the, in 62, would it?
1: To dudes in suits more than likely. Dudes in
0: suits back dudes in, in 62. Because the
1: original one I'd say was probably a stop motion Kong and then you got dudes in suits... Um, and then in 1976, uh, good year, the year I was born, uh, <laughs> Kong was uh, in that King Kong version. He was 55 feet tall, so it was a, it was, um, you know, still you know a bit taller than he was back in the past. Uh, but weirdly enough, uh, in '86, uh, when King Kong Lives came out, even though he had been dead for a amount of time, he was now five feet taller at 60 feet. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. and then, uh, the King Kong, um, the one that, uh, uh Peter Jackson did, mm. uh, he was back down to size and he was only 25 feet tall.
0: Right. Yeah. So
1: it, but I guess, uh, cause I guess Peter Jackson was trying to be as close to the original, uh, 1933 one. Yeah. But he did give him that extra foot. So yeah, made Why not him, made him know. slightly taller. Um, then we get to Kong Skull Island, as I mentioned uh, in 2017, and that was uh, that was set in uh, 1973, mm-hmm. and King Kong in that one was 104 feet tall. But as I mentioned, only an adolescent, so right. so he had he had a bit more time time to grow. So uh, then we get to, um, of course, uh, the the versus Godzilla and he's you know grown up big enough and strong enough so now he's uh over 300 feet tall and can take on the king of monsters in Godzilla
0: that's hilarious (laughs) I didn't even pick up on that but I remember there was always that talk about yeah that King Kong's height, uh you know in comparison to Godzilla yes there you go but uh interesting film and yeah it's got a great cast by the looks of it so you've got um Alexander Skarsgård, you've got Millie Bobby Brown who was in this film, Uh, Rebecca Hall, Uh, you've got uh, Julian Dennison who is uh, the New Zealand child actor, probably not a child actor anymore uh, but was in Deadpool, Uh, Hunt for the Wilder People, he's great, you've got Kyle Chandler Uh, and oh, there's just a a huge cast there so yeah, it's going to be a good one.
1: For sure, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Uh, it'll be good to be able to get, get into the um into the cinema and see some monsters uh beating on each other again.
0: Yeah, it's been a while since there's been any you know real action films mm. in the cinemas. I mean, there was a Wonder Woman yeah. 84, but I found like that being released on streaming kind of didn't make it as special.
1: Yeah, so, yeah. So
0: whereas we've had a lot of you know independent films kind of leak out, but I think obviously Hollywood's putting those uh, bigger blockbusters on hold for the time being. So, yeah. yeah, it's a bit of a shame, but it'll be nice to see something with a bit of action, um, you know. To, yeah, so that would be really good.
1: Yep. Mm. No, no, I'm hang- hanging out for it because, uh, yeah, it's just been one of those years where we just haven't seen any of those, those blockbuster kind of action films, you just go in there and get immersed in the story and the action and stuff. It's just oh. That music
0: and yeah. yeah. The stuff
1: just just, just stirs you. And there's so
0: many films from last year that we still haven't seen. You know, there's uh, uh, James Bond, there's Top Gun Maverick. So there's just so much, yeah, waiting to Mm. be released and and just ready to to come out. But yeah, so no, I'm looking forward to that when, when it happens. But I still don't know, considering America's in lockdown, uh, primarily what will happen with those releases and if they will continue to be uh, held until mm, mm. until America's uh, cinemas are back up and running? So
1: very true. But it's interesting that uh, you know things are still getting filmed. In fact, this week uh, Thor: Love and Thunder started filming over in the eastern states.
0: Excellent. And
1: um, Taika Waititi and uh, Chris Hemsworth they had a, a walk. I think it's like a Welcome to, welcome to Country, uh, as one of the smoking things where oh. the local elders uh, and Indigenous people came and, like, you know, did a, a ceremony for it. So that was that was kind of neat.
0: That's cool. Yeah. I've seen lots of, uh, yeah, images of uh, uh, which Hemsworth? Chris. 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 I was like, Liam, Chris. Uh, <laughs> yeah, over there and, um, yeah, lots of pictures of him and people saying he's very muscly and <laughs> ready to be Thor, but I think he's always been muscly, Uh I think he's a he's hits d- the gym.
1: Does keep himself in that uh, peak to- uh, peak physical condition.
0: No, good on him. Yeah. That's the way to be. When most of us are in lockdown just eating and not well, I don't know, you've been very good. You've been out walking? Yes, uh, yeah. I haven't,
1: but you know. I, I think the uh, the Apple Watch kind of like keeps me <laughs> keeps, uh, you intact. keeps me honest um, and it gives you these gives you these goals and things like that. So um, some goals are more realistic than others but uh yeah because every every month it's kind of like gives my wife cat a ridiculous goal of uh kilometers to walk and it just seems to be like very repetitious whereas mine changes it every month it gives me something different ah, each month
0: that's cool yeah. i do i do actually have a, a smartwatch, a Garmin, and i uh, occasionally i'll wear it but it just tells me to move all the time so i've took i've taken it <laughs> off because i'm like no don't you tell me to move <laughs> so occasionally i reach my steps or whatever I've set, but, yeah, rarely. So I just take it off. <laughs> but, uh, no, no, I have been lately because I've been working hard, so I'm at work and I do achieve those goals. So I need to wear it more often, oh. uh, which will be good.
1: Excellent, so. excellent. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there any other movie news that you're aware of that the, uh, at the moment? Not
0: particularly. Hmm. Uh, I should mention I did watch a film on Netflix called The Prom. I don't know if you've heard of this one. It's uh, uh, based on the Broadway play of the same name written by Bob Martin uh, and Chad Begullen. It's got a stellar cast. You've got Meryl Streep, you've got Nicole Kidman, Uh, James Corden is in this film as well with an American accent. So they all play uh, self-obsessed Broadway stars and uh, following a terrible review for their latest show they decide to do a good deed for some publicity Uh, and the publicity stunt involves them supporting a high school girl who wants to take her girl to the school prom, but can't because the PTA uh, won't let her because they're in Indiana and it's very conservative there. So they've banned her from going just because she wants to bring her girlfriend. So that is the, and obviously there's lots of songs, lots of glitter, glam, because it's a musical. I haven't seen the Broadway play, so I can't compare them. Uh, Thematically it's good. I like the premise but the execution to screen does not work. I think often with these types of films they can be saved by song and dance even if the plot is terrible but this one isn't uh, even – I can't even save it for this Oh, no. Unfortunately, I know. um, It's two hours and 15 minutes and I watched about 10 minutes and I thought – what is happening with oh. this one? So uh, I don't know, but uh, I thought I better mention it as one that's just been released on Netflix. So,
1: so I kind of failed to launch then, by the sounds of it.
0: Yeah, really did. I mean, it's got a great cast, and I thought, you know, hey, it's got Meryl Streep. You know, you've got James Corden, Nicole Kidman. Let's give it a go. Uh, it's a musical. It's got a great premise, but yeah, I think uh, it just doesn't work. Maybe the Broadway's better. Don't know
1: could be. But could uh,
0: be. That, that is out if people are interested. I have actually spoken to a few people who have uh, kids and their kids love it. So maybe I'm not the audience for this film. Right, so okay. So I should probably, you know, I should have prefaced with that, mm. that I'm not the audience for this film. But there are people out there who love it. And those particular kids uh, have been re-watching this film. So they love it. So
1: It's weird. I, I, I would have thought like that. Yeah, I, I, I know you, you see a lot of films. I would have thought you'd be able, if it was something in there that was good, you would have been able Picked to see it. I
0: know, yeah. I thought so too. But you know, I'm just not the audience for this one, I'm afraid. But and and the songs they're just not that catchy. But <laughs> uh, I like a good musical that's really catchy, and mm. the songs get you up and dancing, or at least you want to listen to the soundtrack again. But yeah, just didn't. So I, I am looking on I'm desperately looking through streaming at the moment to find something new to watch. I cannot find anything. So um if listeners are out there want to hit us up on Facebook and give you suggestions, that would be fantastic. I need something to watch. Nothing too uh, I'm looking for something fun at the moment.
1: Something fun something
0: fun at the moment. I don't want serious. I Have you
1: seen fun. Ted Lasso? No. To watch Ted Lasso. Ted it's about uh, – Ted Lasser. it's um, about an American football coach who goes right. to England to coach an English soccer team. Oh, I like the sound of this. And and he's, um, Ted is uh, just completely the most positive person you've ever met in the world <laughs> uh, and he just deals with, with drama and everything like that. And the idea is like he's brought over there because the owner of the team – Uh, inherited it from her divorce from her husband Ah. and it's the only thing her husband really loves so she wants to run it into the ground. (laughs) So that's why she brings an American football coach to coach her English soccer team. But uh, things don't quite go the way she expects it.
0: I do love... uh english tv shows mm-hmm. so if it's set in england i will definitely enjoy this it
1: is it's uh, mostly english actors but then you've got the, uh, the the american actors um as well so it's a it's a nice uh, a nice mix uh you know it's like a fish out of water uh, across um you know c- cultural kind of thing so yeah I'd, I'd definitely uh if you're looking for something to see and it's not it's not a huge uh, amount of episodes as well so uh
0: oh 10 episodes beautiful. yeah beautiful just what I'm looking yeah, for. Yeah. So Ted ten episodes. Lasso.
1: You're in. You're out. Um, and <laughs> it's just, uh, yeah, it's it's really good. Uh, Jason Sudeikis uh, plays Ted Lasso. Oh, cool. Um, and he's he's absolutely sensational. Juno Temple's in there as well. Ah. Um, so yeah, and and you'll some of the um, uh, the English actors you'll you kind of recognise from, from other things as well. So uh, yeah, yeah, totally worth your time. And uh, I'm not sure. Uh, it's it's on one of the streaming services you've got cuz i think you've got most of them
0: i've got a few i've got a few i need to seriously oh it's
1: see. on apple tv plus
0: i need to decide which ones i want and which ones i don't yeah. cuz they're starting to cost me a fortune
1: well if you do if you do get apple tv plus then obviously cancel one of the other ones you're not yeah. watching but um there's also mythic quest on that as well
0: mythic quest yeah. Interesting. I've never heard
1: of Mythic Quest. Yeah, so it's a Mythic Quest is is a is a good one as well. It's about you know those um uh, massive online multiplayer games. Ah, yeah. yes, yeah. Uh,
0: Mythic Quest. I'm having a bit of a squiz at that at the moment. Yeah,
1: so Mythic Quest Ravens Banquet. Um, so it's the the team behind a multiplayer video game, mm-hmm. at it's all time is tasked to uh, with building worlds and molding heroes and creating legends. Uh, uh, but it's like you have seen the behind the scenes kind of stuff. So um, it's really cool. And uh, Rob uh, McElhaney, McEl- uh, who, fr- who was from um, uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, uh, he's uh, one of the creators behind this. Ah. Uh, and it's just, it's really cool. Uh, Charlotte uh, Nick Deo, uh is a, a Australian actress uh, and she's really cool. Uh, Anthony Pewdie's in this one as well. You'll know him from Community. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's got a, a you know, Great cast! It's really funny. If you've ever played any games, particularly if they're the MMO type games, then you'll you'll, you'll relate to this, and it's, it'll be uh, right up your alley. So, yeah, uh, Mythic Quest and Ted Lasso. If you're looking for stuff to watch, I'd recommend both of those.
0: Excellent, great suggestions. Yeah. That'll keep me entertained for a while, I am sure. Oh, have you
1: got Amazon Prime?
0: I do have Amazon Prime, or I may have recently deleted it, but I I tend to go back to that one quite often uh, for various things. So I think I might keep that one. I'm ten. I haven't been on Netflix for a while, so maybe I'll get rid of Netflix. <laughs> well, I don't know. There's such decisions to make. Because I was
1: gonna say, on Amazon Prime, there's a series called The Boys. Yeah. Oh,
0: I've seen this, and I'm, 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 oh, I'm. I just don't know. But yeah, if it's got your tick of approval. Yeah.
1: Well, The Boys is based on on a Garth Ennis comic. Yeah. And it's about a a group of black ops um, uh, characters who their job is to kind of Control the superheroes. Uh, so you know control if required, take them out if they need to. Uh-huh. Um, and it's a uh, yeah. It's the leader of the group is Butcher Billy Butcher, and uh, he leads the the group. And they're they're kind of like going against the the major superhero team, the Seven. So the Seven pretty much the Justice League or the Avengers, and they they are pure evil. Um, they're, they're they're led by this character called the Homelander, who is kind of a evil Superman. Uh-huh. And it is just the series is is great. Um, it is very ultra-violent, very uh, rude, uh, but if you can handle that kind of stuff, it's very good.
0: Excellent. Great suggestions. So um, I'll I'll check those out. But, yeah, Ted Lasso, I'm looking forward to checking that one out for sure.
1: I think what we do in the shadows is on Prime as well.
0: Oh, do you know what? I think I got Prime to watch that because I recently watched it and I thought it was absolutely hilarious. (laughs) So I haven't got through all the episodes, Mm -hmm. but it's a good one. Uh, Yeah, that one's low commitment. Yeah, Yeah. But very, very funny.
1: So, yeah, yeah, and if you're looking for something, I think I mentioned it on last week's show. But if you're looking for bite-sized uh, things, uh, and if you do have Netflix, I don't know if you still do or not, uh, but uh, bite-sized stuff, the uh, the swearing, the history of swearing um, ah. show with Nicolas Cage uh, is really interesting because they they go through uh, the. the different kind of swear words. Uh, they haven't done the C word in this, this season, uh, but they do do the F word, uh, the S word. Yeah. Um, they do uh, the, uh, the female dog word. Yeah. Um, they do uh, the, uh, the uh, P word for a cat. Oh uh, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, and they do damn. Which is... Damn. <laughs> I can... The interesting is when they do damn, it's kind of like damn is so not a swear word anymore. It's,
0: yeah, but it used to be, didn't it? Mm interesting yeah no that does pop up on my recommendations so maybe i'll give it
1: a go yeah well. it, and it's only like, i think about 20 minutes an episode so ah, it's not easy. a not a big commitment so to, to watch that and I'll, I'll also throw in star trek star trek discovery as well because uh, my wife and i we started watching it and then we kind of stopped watching it yeah and then we just went oh actually we should go back to that again and so we, we started watching it again so it is quite uh, quite good so i would recommend checking that one out
0: ah some great recommendations there
1: Yes, but I think uh, we are rapidly getting out of time uh, and Quizzy is going to be wanting to get onto the uh, the microphones. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to play a quick song uh, from The Cure and we will get out of here. And be back again next week. And I'm just going to remind you again, please, if you've got the time, if you've got the money, go and see some Fringe because there's lots of good Fringe stuff out there.
0: Absolutely. Catch you next week, guys. See you then. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by the
1: gentlemen of Pop Culture.